Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's Friday. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, sitting in for Farm Director Pam Yonke over the next week. We're looking at a mix of sunshine and clouds today in southern Wisconsin with highs of 90 degrees. Winds look to be around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I think any breeze will feel good today. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will have more forecast details to lead us into the weekend in about 15 minutes. We've got a good show for you to start your Friday. At the bottom of the hour, Pam Yankee visits with Compere Financial about its Groundbreaker of the Year program. Nominations are open for the 2023 Groundbreaker Award. But before that, our own summer intern, Allison Lund, gives us an update on potato blight. Stay tuned for that, markets, and more coming up. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers at the state and national level. And you can become a member at badgerbean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets, and products. Not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at badgerbean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean Association go to work for you. At last week's Wisconsin FFA convention down in Madison, lots of folks were honored. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and it's always fun to get to the convention to renew old acquaintances, talk to people we've known for years, and to congratulate a lot of people for being recognized for their involvement and promotion of FFA over the years. And uh, Pam, there were a lot of good ones again this year. Absolutely, Bob. And uh, we got a chance to visit with them all. We'll share those conversations over the course of the next couple of weeks. But where we want to start today is with Roger King. Now, it's funny. I visited with Roger, found out that he actually retired in 2020, but he's still around. In fact, he is just now going to be relinquishing his title as president of the Wisconsin Ag Educators Association. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Of course, Roger King, longtime agriculture instructor, FFA advisor for the Holman High School. And I'll tell you what, during his time as ag instructor, FFA advisor, he saw a lot of changes, not just in the community, not just in his his uh, classroom, 
but also in the way that he was trying to reach not just students, but the community. Quite a tale that I uh, picked up chatting with Roger. Like I said, he retired in 2020, but still just as active today as he's ever been. Yeah, when we were at Holman, the big part of our program there was to, um, we, we, at the end of our, my prior to retirement was really looking at this farm to school program and connecting our, our students to have that seamless SAE opportunity, uh, raise the animals that they have in their SAE and put it in a school lunch program, raise vegetables. We built a totally hydroponic greenhouse. We uh, opened a farmer's market. So the students had opportunity all the way from producing it, selling it in the farmer's market, and um, talk about uh, a complete opportunity to see it happen uh, from um, truly the farm to the school lunch program. It was awesome. How did the community respond? Well, I think the biggest way to speak to that is um, we fundraise for the community, and the community... uh, put in about $100,000 for us to get a greenhouse, so uh, they were behind it as well, both from um, the lacrosse community and the medical foundation and those kind of things, because we looked at it from the standpoint of good quality food, let's look at it from nutrition, uh, let's also look at it from the standpoint of students learning the opportunity to how to grow things, both plants and animals, so the community was really, really behind it because they found the value of how it can change how our school lunch program looks and how it's good nutritional food for students. Absolutely. Did you notice a change in attention during the pandemic to all your efforts, Roger? I mean, I'm sure it was much more difficult to keep everything moving, but explain how people looked at the program. Did it change their perception during the pandemic? Well, my... So I retired three months in the pandemic, but stayed there during the summer. And um, and we're producing food in our school greenhouse that's growing. And, yeah. and we're now taking and giving it to the community on a pickup on the sidewalk. And, you know, you can get this free lunch mm-hmm. program. So we made it part of that. So it just stayed with it. So we were... The lettuce was being used in the school lunch um, program if they were making sandwiches or what have you, or fresh tomatoes or cucumbers or whatever we were doing. So Mm. until that harvest got done for the summer, uh, it was kind of there. And then the the difference with that was we also were in the midst of a remodel project and so the greenhouse was running and then when that got shut down then remodel started too okay. so okay. classroom became bigger and shop became bigger and so really a nice program space now here you are after being retired since 2020 still the president of the wisconsin ag educators association getting ready to meet in lacrosse tell me about the tenor you're picking up from your ag educators roger well i think our ag educators are ready to learn and continue to bring this knowledge that we're going to present at convention with the or at conference with the intention that I can always learn because when I learn my students become better I can have a better curriculum it's more engaging in agriculture we can get these students more enthused about the world of ag thus more opportunities in apprenticeship programs and potential jobs so We are going to take our Tuesday event and 
it's going to be um, more hands-on. We're going to do tours of business to see that connection that I think we as ag educators kind of miss when we're in the classroom. So mm -hmm. we're doing the, the, the business side of things or hands-on things um, at a local farm in Sparta. Uh, we're really excited about that opportunity for our educators. I've got to ask, Roger, you know, it's just like anything. We're always looking for ag instructors. That has been our mantra for well, since I started in farm broadcasting. How do we attract teachers, students into ag education as a mainstream? My, my take on that is, and I mentioned this yesterday in my when I spoke to the conference here, is when you, you need to relook at what you like. If you like um, working with plants and animals and, and you, um, you know, speak to those kind of things in your classroom, think about being a teacher because realistically, that is your passion. And, and if you're doing these things and you're at state convention here doing these things that are, man, I like teaching to other people about ag, then consider teaching. And when you get into it, I guarantee you our professional organization is going to support you and keep you in it. And those are things that I continue to look at. I think we have to relook at it. If we can get you, we're going to take and support you. You know, that's one thing that I love about the ag teachers is you lean on one another. Um, and it's, it's camaraderie as much as it is professional assistance. We're about a year removed from Jeff Hickens' departure. How has the group made their way through that terrible loss, Roger? Well, I think we found out who our other leaders are. We have leaders in ag education. Um, I admire Jeff's ability to kind of bring us together as leaders, and, and now we're reaching out to our, our, our new leaders, people that have stepped up and, and taken on this role. Sally Latson just doing a wonderful job, but getting her feet wet and understanding the whole thing. The conversations I have with her is, yes, we're reaching out to these people that have that institutional knowledge and that can help us because it's out there. We just need to find those people to take and just not think we're going to skip a beat. We're just going to continue to walk that step. Do you still remain optimistic, Roger, that programs are going to grow? Teachers will be added on. If a program exists, more teachers will be added on. Give me your sense on uh, 2024 and beyond. Well, I look at it from this perspective. In talking with just people today in conversation, uh, this person says, I'm going to be hired half time at a school. Um, we're starting a program. Eau Claire just re restarted a program. Oh, yeah. So realistically, we're starting to do those kind of things. And, and you have to understand this. I think ag educators are starting to look at, we are teaching students about the world of agriculture. And it's not about the world as agriculture from the standpoint of we think, oh, it's putting crops in new. Right. It's the connection to nutrition. It's the connection to good quality food. And people are in this world of saying we are removed enough that now we need that knowledge. And we are, and communities want that knowledge. Yeah. Bigger communities, we're removed. And so how do you get that? You started through that local public school. And, um, and I think local public schools are finding there are some really, really quality programs in the state and wondering if they can have it, why can't our community have it? So those are the positive things that are happening. And, and I just think if we can supply the force, uh, workforce with teachers, we will continue to take and see program growth. One final question. You mentioned about some of these part-time, quarter-time opportunities that show up and people try to get involved. Well, you know, sometimes it's hard to make ends meet. 
when you're working on limited hours, knowing full well that you're committed to the success of a program. Help people understand that uh, balancing act that our ag instructors are in, Roger. To be an FFA advisor, to have FFA, that's a 12-month contract. School boards don't necessarily understand that predicament. Share with me what you hear from teachers. Well, what I hear from teachers are um, we need to continue to take and be an advocate for our, our, our program and understand that ag doesn't stop. I, I can't stop my tomato from growing on March 31st because I have a break. It's going to be there, and i got to do something with it. So, and, I, and I think that's that whole part of educating. And I, 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 I promote to students and, or teachers this. When we, in our school at home, and we used to do 500 chickens. We raised 500 chickens for the school lunch program. And he said, why only 500 chickens? Because I said, well, this is going to produce one meal for our school for one day. Thus, the value of having large production agriculture. And understand we need to have a lot. So do the math. If you do a, a poultry meal once a week at our school, boy, I have to have 180 times 500. Oh, my gosh, I've got so many things i got to have. So that, I think, is the thing, is that we need to continually look at um, – just small things that have big impacts. And as these teachers, you know, get minimal contracts, you have to work at the different angles of things. That's a summer school opportunity. Look at it as an opportunity and not as a loss. And I think that's, we, we tend to, oh, we don't have a program. Well, then, then teach a class to elementary because I'll guarantee you those yep. students want to learn. Roger King, now retired agriculture instructor, FFA advisor, from the Holman High School and uh, soon to be past president of the Wisconsin Association of Ag Educators at the State FFA Convention in Madison. I'm Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So Susan came over and the first thing she says is, this whole room looks completely different. Okay, that wasn't the first thing Susan said. She gossiped about Linda, but I didn't get involved. So I say, yes, the whole room. I mean, if Susan is going to gossip, I'll give her something to gossip about. And she goes, I can't believe it. Okay, truth bomb, all I did was add accessories from Lazy Boy. So Susan unloads and says she could never do something so amazing and I think to myself, all right, maybe you exaggerated too much. Let her in on it. Truth is, Susan, I went to Lazy Boy and picked up a few items. Their interior designers show you how an area rug here and a couple of side tables there can change a whole room. And she headed to Lazy Boy. She better not blab this to Linda. Just a few accessories from Lazy Boy makes the difference. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. 
Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All right, it's time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. Hot. That's the best way I can describe today's weather forecast, Stu, but you can probably do better. What are we in store for today? That's what I was it's going to be hot, Stephanie. No two ways about it. Uh, we really are going to look at temperatures that are well above normal. Something like about uh, 8 to 10 degrees above normal should be 84. That's a normal high at La Crosse, 81 at Madison. We all fall right in that band. And with a cool front that's trying to drop in from the north, way off in northern Minnesota, still off the northwest edge of Wisconsin, we have very hot and somewhat more humid air building into the state. So the heat and humidity builds up today. There is some rain that extends from northwest Minnesota, just down toward the northern edge of the Twin Cities over into northern Wisconsin. Hayward's picked up a couple hundredths of an inch already today. That's not going to instantly stream into our area. In fact, I don't expect a rain chance until later tonight at La Crosse and then into the day tomorrow sliding across the state. Not a major rain event, but rain amounts up to a quarter inch, maybe near a half at La Crosse. The better news is it starts to cool a bit with some rain tomorrow and will be cooler. In fact, back below normal as we head on towards Sunday when it dries out. I'll have forecast details right after this. When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated, milk production up, and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet online at bio-vet.com. Bio-vet.com. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Stu, it sounds like this heat has already led to rain clouds up north, and then maybe down here in southern Wisconsin we'll also have to worry about some thunderstorms and possibly hail, right? It's a chance. I mean, hail is the possibility with this system along with some strong winds, but our computer financial ag weather update is for a sunny and hot day today no big changes there a lot of very low 90s expected with the south winds about 5 to 10 we stay clear in the night falling into the mid 60s all across may see a rain chance before daybreak you know around 3 or 4 a.m i'd look for mostly cloudy skies some morning showers could be a thunderstorm tomorrow some redevelopment later 
in the afternoon as well. And rainfall up to a quarter inch could be heavier in western Wisconsin. A small chance some strong winds or hail could fall here or there. Look for temps in the low to mid-80s, if you will. South winds at 12 to 25. A chance of rain yet into Saturday night, especially in the south and east. Then mostly sunny, a bit nicer for Sunday. Mid-70s, 76, 77. Northwest winds about 12 to 25. Mid-70s with sun on Monday, and it still sounds pretty nice with low 80s and dry right into Tuesday. Warming up by Wednesday and Thursday, Stephanie, so summer weather will return. We just get a little nice break heading into early parts of next week. I'll certainly take a break from the heat, even though we don't want to complain about it, right? (laughs) Well, Well, you don't want to complain about it, but it is going to be nice to have a couple of days in the 70s to take it easy. That's for sure. Your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. Your tough jobs, the really big ones, deserve a hard-working John Deere tractor from Sloan Implement. Right now, get 0% for five years and $1,000 off on a 5E series tractor. No matter the size of your work, the John Deere 5E is the perfect fit. And when you take a seat on your tractor, your land stands to benefit. 0% for 60 months. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Offer ends 10 You might want a new kitchen to upgrade the countertops, add soft closed doors and drawers, or improve on the original layout with new wall placement. Actuate Improvement will make your kitchen more livable, all the while helping you increase the value of your entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. What's the difference between shopping William Thomas Custom Jewelry and a franchise jewelry store? The young rep at the franchise store probably knows more about their cell phone than they do exquisite jewelry. And where will they be in the future when you need them? William Thomas Custom Jewelry is a Madison original, and they'll be here for you whenever you need them. Creating one-of-a-kind pieces and here for the long haul. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Summer is here, and with it, the hot air. Don't let other companies add to it. We won't lure you in with buy one, get one, or half-off installation. Not Window World, not ever. We offer a no-pressure consultation with straightforward, fair pricing. None of that, if you sign today, or let me call my manager nonsense. Professionally installed at an everyday low price. You can't beat fun at the old ballpark unless it's the Grand Slam giveaway at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. 
Starting at noon on Sunday, June 26th, 24 winners will each spin the wheel to score a cash prize between $500 and $3,000. Then at 4 o'clock, one grand prize winner will knock it out of the park and bring home the big one, $10,000 in cash. Don't miss out. We're giving away up to $82,000 in total cash prizes. Swing for the fences at... What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Rob Domofsky, ESPN, had put out his 53-man roster projection. Nothing was surprising, obviously. It kind of stood how we expect this roster to look like with a good amount of the rookies making the team, maybe some of the fringe seventh rounders not. But I was comparing it to where this roster stood week one of last year. And that's obviously after the Devondre Campbell signing, but maybe before they got Rasul Douglas in midseason. And I, Grant and I were going through it, Yes, Devontae's gone. Yes, Zadarius Smith is gone. Yes, there are some questions at offensive line with the health there and also with Tanyan. But I feel like this roster is better this year. Am I crazy for thinking that? You're not crazy, Ben. But again, the glaring difference and the glaring weakness comes down to the wide receivers. I'm with you. The defense should be dramatically better. I mean, especially when you consider... I mean, they didn't have Zadarius Smith all season for the most part anyways. And, and after what was it, week four, they, they were without Jair and um, they didn't have Rasul Douglas on, on the roster at the, at the start of the season. It, there is no question this this should be a top five, a top three, maybe even a, the number one defense in the league. And, and they're going to have to win games that way. I, I think they're going to rely more heavily been on you know on the ground game I think they're going to be far closer to a 50-50 split when this is all said and done 
versus the 60-40 that they've been, 60% throw, 40% run during the first uh, you know few years of the Matt LaFleur era here. Um, I think the offensive line has more depth, and, and you kind of hit the key there. What we're going to find out a lot more a month from now, just where David Bakhtiari is, where Elton Jenkins is. Um, you know, will, will Bakhtiari return to form and, and be the dominant player that he was? Um, when, when will you expect to see Jenkins back? But, but man, Benny, that, that line is, is deep, uh, I mean, uh, across the board. If, if these rookies can play, and we'll find out a lot more, you know, when camp gets here. But, you know, but if Tom and Ryan can play, Josh Myers is healthy now at center. Um, they, they, they got pretty good snaps last year, a thousand of them out of, out of Runyon. You know, Royce Newman had a, had a respectable rookie season. So they've got, I mean, I didn't even mention Yash as the swing tackle. They've got seven, eight offensive linemen guys that can start. And, 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 and I don't know that we envisioned that, that a year ago, Ben, um, you know, with, with the group they had, even though the line turned out to be a, a real strength of that football team. But, but again, it, it, it still all comes back to the wide receiver position. And, and you guys heard them, you know, Aaron Rodgers, when, when he addressed the media a few weeks back and, you know, during, during the few days he was, you know, he was in green Bay. He talked about Alan Lazard being the new number one. I mean, guys, if, if, if that's the case, they're, they're in deep, deep trouble. Um, you know, Christian Watson, is going to have to emerge. Sammy Watkins is going to have to surprise us and, and, and play like he did earlier in his career versus the last, the last couple of years that, you know, that they're going to have to, you know, get 12 games and instead of eight out of Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers has to make a jump. I mean, there's, there are so many question marks and so many unproven's and, you know, so many reasons, honestly, Ben to worry at wide receiver right now and, and really tight end as well. And, until Tunyon gets back. It's, 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 that group is far and away uh, the weakest on the roster, not just having lost Adams, but the speed MVS brought Ben. So I'm with you. I think top to bottom, um, you know, they, they've improved in more areas than, than they've gotten worse at. But, but the one area where they really did drop off dramatically, you, you can't lose the best wide receiver in football and, and think you're going to put up the same number of points the following year. And, and, and that's, that's going to be the challenge. Um, they're, they're going to have to win some games, especially early on. I think as the rookies grow, Ben, you know, that they're going to have to win some games, you know, 17, 13, 2017, in 19, 16, those, those kind of games that, that I would not look for this offense, especially out of the shoot, Benny, to, to come out and be scoring 30 plus points a game. Well, so- that's kind of music to my ears as a Badger guy, you know, the low scoring games that some may yeah. consider ugly. I don't. I think it's beautiful. But I, when I look around the league, though, and and this might be more of a big picture thing, but there were two organizations that ended up having to part ways with superstar, high caliber, top of the league receivers, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. There are two organizations that traded for those receivers, the Raiders and the Dolphins. Right now, when I when I can Consider who are the upper echelon franchises in football. I would say the Chiefs and Packers are, are two of the top ones. I, I feel like getting the value for him, I, I, I would side with the organizations that have proven to be the smartest in the league. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Thanks for tuning in with us on a Friday morning. It's going to be hot today. 90 degrees is our expected high. We'll also see a mix of clouds and sun above us throughout the day. 
We know the weather is important to you, so don't forget that you can re-listen to this show on our podcast page. Whether it's the weather or an interview, just visit MidwestFarmReport.com and click on our podcast link. The latest crop progress report shows Wisconsin farmers seem to have lost a little confidence in the crop they're growing this year. The Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service shows a decline in crop quality for corn, soybeans, and wheat, according to reporters. But potatoes are singing a different tune. Wisconsin potato condition has stayed largely the same. The most recent report says 94% of potatoes are good to excellent. Allison Lund talks with an extension specialist about what growers should keep an eye out for to maintain that quality, including potato blight. I spoke with Dr. Amanda Gevins, chair of the Department of Plant Pathology, as well as a professor in that department and extension specialist in plant pathology at UW-Madison about issues to look out for this season. Yeah, the crop uh, by and large is is planted, as you mentioned. And um, here in our state, that's about 70,000 acres of potatoes. And um, when we, we talk about potato diseases, we also are you know, certainly mindful of those plants that are going in from the, the home garden and small farm perspective as well. And and a lot of these diseases affect not only potato, but, but other crops like tomatoes as well. Um, so in, in looking forward, we expect the, uh, I would say, a similar uh, portfolio of, of diseases that we might see in a typical year. Um, so far this season, the crop is, is looking good. We had some uh, high temps a couple weeks back that helped to, to really push that crop out of the ground in a helpful way. Uh, we have seen some seed rot in potato. And um, that's not unexpected. It's been a minor a minor number of reports here this season. But in terms of what to look out to this season, um, we're always watchful of early blight that comes into the crop in about um, July. Um, and that does progress and, and create some foliar damage on uh, most commercial potato varieties here in the state. Um, and then we're always watchful of late blight. And that in particular is a disease of, of great concern here in Wisconsin. Um, while it's sporadic and cases can be minor in a given year, um, it can move very rapidly and create some severe economic losses if unmanaged. So you mentioned late blight being a major concern here in Wisconsin. Uh, could you outline for me what does that look like on the crop? Yeah, so late blight uh, often is noted by um, circular, if not abnormally shaped lesions. Um, and depending on how the the pathogen arrives in the field, uh, we can see the uh, some of the first lesions in um, the, the lower canopy of potato plants, and this is often where uh, moisture accumulates, uh, it's more shaded, it's where the pathogen is favored uh, for an infection on, on the foliage. Uh, but that lesion, again, it, it'll, they'll start, and when they're first observed, they're often smaller than the size of about a dime, uh, but it will look water-soaked and dark, sort of grayish to, to, to brown in color, uh, depending upon the, uh, the the humidity. And then what is most distinctive is that the lesions will bear spores that are sort of white and fuzzy in appearance. So sometimes you'll see that white or growth in association with the brown or water-soaked lesion on the plants. Dr. Amanda Gevins, chair of the plant pathology department at UW-Madison, shares how you can spot late blight in your potatoes this growing season. You can find out more at plantpath.wisc.edu. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. Thanks, Allison, for that information. If you've got field work to do this weekend, send me a text. I want to know how things are looking where you are. Text 877-301-FARM. I want to know what you're seeing in the field. Are you on your second cutting yet? How are the weeds? Let me know through our talk text line at 
3276. I've got your markets coming up. You're in the construction business, you love what you do, and you're good at it, but traveling all over the state for one job here and there is getting old. When you join the crew at SNR Remodeling, your home sweet home every night because the jobs are local. No nights, no weekends, more time for family, and there's plenty of work so you can stay ahead financially. SNR Remodeling. Apply online at snrremodeling.net. SNR It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bopeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bopeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. All right, now we'll take a look at our markets on a Friday morning. From Chicago, cash corn is down a nickel and three quarters at 741. December new crop corn trading at 658 and a half, up three cents. Cash beans also up three cents at 1596 and a quarter. November new crop soybeans down two and a quarter at 1413 and a quarter. And wheat is up nine and a quarter cents, trading at 946 and a half. July class 3 milk is trading at 2297 a hundredweight down 49 cents. August milk down 53 cents trading at 2352 a hundredweight. On the close yesterday from Chicago barrel cheese was unchanged at 217. The 40 pound block cheese also unchanged at 210 and AA butter closed down a penny at 295 and a half. We are in the midst of pollinator week here in Wisconsin, so the state is asking you to boost the bees and butterflies in your backyard. And it's as simple as planting a veggie garden, fruit trees, or shrubs in and around your lawn. And just to give you an idea of how important pollinators are for Wisconsin agriculture, without them, we'd lose three quarters of our cranberry crop, 80% of the apple crop, and 60% of our cherries. Something we found out thanks to the DNR and the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. This is just one of the stories we've got in our newsletter this morning. If you don't get our newsletter, visit MidwestFarmReport.com to sign up. Another story you'll find on our website, Mitch Kappelman is the 2022 Distinguished Young Holstein Breeder. He manages his family's dairy, Meadowbrook Farms, near Manitowoc. Congratulations, Mitch. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. While the rest of the world seems to be moving in slow motion, you're ready to gear it up. Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season, and the track is calling your name. A half-mile paved sprint course with 10 challenging turns. This is no slow-as-you-go amusement park ride. These are full-blown 50-mile-an-hour screaming machines. Put your bachelor party, company outing, or your badass desire for speed at SugarRiverRaceway.com. Just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Get your race on! You want new floors, but you're not sure if you can do it yourself. 
With Wiseway Flooring designers and technicians, you'll have the knowledge and confidence to complete the job for a fraction of what you might think. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Oconomowoc. See how our helpful hints might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey, it's time again to catch up with our friends from Compure Financial. And, of course, you know they've got members now, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Northern Illinois. Of course, a very strong membership right here in the state of Wisconsin. Lots of different things that are going on. It's not just about the day-to-day business with Compure. It's also about looking down the road, the future for agribusiness in our area, the future of the families that they work with. And joining us today, talk a little bit more about that and how they're encouraging all that, is Cullen Kennedy. He's one of the staff members working at Compure Financial with the Groundbreaker program. Now, if you haven't heard of the Groundbreaker program before, um, don't worry about it. It's a, a name that's been in the organization for a little while. The concept, Cullen, has been around for a long time. Explain to people just exactly what the Groundbreaker program is. Sure. Thanks, Pam. Um, yeah, so as you and I and, and, of course, all farmers know, getting started in farming comes with a unique set of challenges to navigate. Uh, well, it's true that farming is a way of life. It's, uh, the fact is it's also a business. So young and beginning farmers forging their own paths often need guidance and, and resources to get started and successfully navigate that journey. Uh, these young, beginning, and small operation farmers are truly groundbreakers. They're facing challenges head-on and redefining what it means to be resilient. Our goal is to help them build a, uh, a stronger knowledge base and provide a network of experts and peers and really give them the tools they need to be successful. So the Groundbreakers program is designed to serve these young, beginning, and small operation farmers. Pretty cool. Talk to me a little bit about how Compere Financial works with those uh, beginning and small farmers. What do you do, Colin? Do you uh, bring them in for series? Do you get them together as groups? Give us a little sense on how you facilitate broadening their perspective on what agriculture looks like. Sure. So our Groundbreakers program is, is really geared towards helping these farmers reach their goals uh, by offering what I like to refer to as kind of a three-pronged or three-legged approach. Um, so the first being access to capital. Uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, barriers to starting in farming is the cost of entry. So to help alleviate this, we offer special loan programs um, as well as expertise on other programs out there like FSA to really help simplify access to capital. Uh, the second leg is really is our beginning with Compere grant. 
Uh, so we have grant funds available that can be used for a variety of farm business-related expenses, things like tuition for farm business, management education, tax and accounting services to get them started on their, their bookkeeping uh, in, in the right way, uh, FSA guarantees, just many, many other things like that that, that pertain to, to getting their farm uh, up and running. And then the, uh, the third leg, which is, is kind of the meat and potatoes of it, is, is kind of our education and outreach. So we provide a, a vast array of, of uh, educational resources, articles, videos, financial tools, online learning modules to do things like financial statements, cost of production, break-even analysis, uh, things like that. Um, and so we, we offer a lot of those tools uh, both digitally, uh, in person, and at, at, uh, and, and at the kitchen table, sitting down with farmers. Um, helping them go over, you know, doing their first balance sheet and doing those kinds of projections and really helping them identify and navigate the challenges they're facing uh, in a variety of ways. Colin Kennedy along with us. He is from Compere Financial talking about their Groundbreakers program. I'm curious, Colin, what's your perspective when you get around the group of Groundbreakers that Compere assembles? What kinds of questions are you hearing repeatedly? And maybe give people a little sense of how much interest there is to getting into agriculture. I think there's many people that, that uh, you know, kind of disband it, think it's not any kind of career that people want to seek. But in reality, we have a lot of people that really would like to get into it, don't we? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, both both the, uh, the, the future generations, you know, going off the farm to pursue their education and then coming back to the farm, but also people that maybe grew up in a rural area that weren't really involved in farming. Um, but, but see the opportunity there and want to get involved. Uh, so you've got, a, you've got a, kind of both ends of the spectrum, people coming back into the farm, so seeking things like transition planning, you know, how do I get involved with, with the, my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation, how do I get uh, ingrained in the farm, and also people, you know, how do I start this from scratch? How do I, how do I find a niche, and how can I build my farm, you know, from, from ground zero? Are we seeing all kinds of different enterprises that people are suggesting or interested in, or are there specific uh, channels that they seem to be attracted to? Uh, it's, it's really one of the biggest things I've learned from working with these, uh, these groundbreaker farmers is, is the uh, level of um, ingenuity and uh, just the creativeness. So they're, they're coming into a, could be coming into a traditional farm, but they're also looking for other avenues to generate revenue. Uh, along with those traditional avenues. And then, like I mentioned, the, uh, the people coming in from, from ground zero, basically coming up with an idea and, and exploring, uh, exploring maybe a niche market and, and starting that from the get-go. Um, just the level of creativity in this, in this segment of, of farmers is, is absolutely amazing. Cool. Excellent. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Colin Kennedy. He's with Compure Financial. They have a program they're calling Groundbreakers, basically helping to give uh, young and beginning farmers, small farmers, a leg up when it comes to getting involved in the industry. So that being said, Colin, what kinds of tips or advice do you have for somebody that might be listening right now and they say, hey, that's me. That's exactly what I want to do. I've got all my notes scratched out. Uh, we've talked about it as a family. We didn't know that Groundbreakers was out there. How? What kind of advice do you have for them to just, you know, kind of get started? I would say the biggest thing is, is to start building your network now. So at Compere, uh, we, can, we can help along the way. Uh, our financial officers have a, uh, a huge amount of expertise and, and experience. Um, but we also, you know, our, our expertise at Compere reaches beyond just the financial management. So we have teams that our team specializes in specific crop or livestock management 
or very various aspects of the operational management, like transition planning, insurance. Um, so these folks will often join uh, our financial officers with our clients um, to help kind of uh, approach these challenges and, and help the clients out. We call it our team relationship model, and it gives clients access to a more robust, comprehensive circle of advisors uh, that can be a resource in all aspects of their operation. Yeah. So for us, it's really about building a strong relationship with the farmer to meet their needs uh, to ensure their success. That's what I like to tell people is agriculture is a very, it's, it's a big industry, big industry, but it's a small pool when it comes to the people that are involved. And you really need to have those resources, the people that have lived it, done it, and want to share their experiences with you. So now tell me a little bit about the groundbreaker of the year and how Compure recognizes some of these innovative uh, young and small farmers, Cullen. Absolutely. So our Groundbreaker of the Year Award uh, is an opportunity for Compere to honor a young beginning or small operation farmer who's passionate about what they do uh, and makes a positive impact on their industry and profession. Uh, so the award is provided annually uh, and is announced at the Groundbreakers Conference, which is held in February uh, of each year. And the winner will receive uh, $5,000 cash to help further their goals. And then they're featured in a video and then in Compere's publication and social media throughout the year as well. Uh, so nominees are, are evaluated based on, on four things, basically. Uh, agricultural leadership and advocacy, community involvement, perseverance, and commitment to the agriculture industry. How do we nominate or get involved in that groundbreaker program then? Yep, so nominations are being accepted now through August 31st. Uh, so you can visit compeer.com slash groundbreaker of the year. Uh, to nominate, you could be self-nominated or to nominate someone you know who, who deserves this recognition. Again, Cullen Kennedy along with us from Compure Financial. We're talking about their groundbreaker program, trying to assist young beginning and small farmers with a little leg up. It's not just about the financial counseling. It's also about connecting with other resources, uh, both uh, human and otherwise, that can help them get those business plans going. Do you also have success stories, Cullen, that people can kind of tune into at Compure.com or maybe on the social media channels. I mean, it's nice to know when there's been success by these uh, young and beginning small farmers. Yes, absolutely. So the previous Groundbreakers of the Year uh, recipients are featured on the website and on social media. Um, and then there's also just a slew of information on, on Compure.com, uh, like I mentioned, articles and videos, um, um, providing those types of uh, those resources to, to groundbreaking farmers. Um, and again, the success stories are, are there as well with, with some of the previous winners. Excellent. We're again talking with Cullen Kennedy from Compure Financial, the groundbreakers. And those are the young people that are especially looking forward to their future in agriculture after they partner up with Compure Financial for a little financial advice and, of course, good direction. You can find out more. Go to Compure.com 